this congregation will benefit from us going. You're going to get a better preacher. When are you leaving? I'm not leaving. But I was pleased to know that I think just like Brother Tom Holland who said last week that he respects the elders where he preaches so much that if he walked out of the pulpit and they fired him, Tom would say nothing but thank you for the opportunity. And like Brother Tom, if you asked, aren't you scared they'll take you up on this one day? My reply is the same as Tom Holland's. Well, they know a good thing when, they've, when they see it. I am no Tom Holland. But we do share something. We share a deep love and respect for our elders. Brother, Brother Tom knew of some of his preaching friends in the past who used to write their elders' names on golf balls and then play them. But during my time here, if I could impress upon you two things, it would be that the gospel is God's power to save and that we must respect our elders. We must. It's our elders who wanted this sermon this morning. Our elders have said more than once that they are behind me. I heard Dan Winkler this past week, and Dan Winkler told his elders when they said that they were behind him. He said, I don't want you behind me, but I don't want you out in front of me taking all the heat either. I want you beside me. I want you beside me taking the arrows of the evil one with me. The elders and myself, we want you to know this morning to please not go out and join any church. Please don't leave here today and go join a church. You can't. God adds you to the church, Acts chapter 2, verse 47, when you obey. Alan Hires, Judge Alan Hires, and brethren, here's a great mind. But I sat through great mind after great mind after great mind at this conference in Sevierville. And they all said, the saved are in the church. That you must be in the church. Judge Hires quoted Guy in Woods who, when asked, why are you a member of the church of Christ? Brother Woods said, because the Lord added me to it. That's why I'm a member of the Church of Christ. Don't join any church. Be added to the church. The church we love is the most inclusive, tolerant, loving, accepting organization ever conceived. The Church of Christ is important to God 
God gave all things to the church, the body of his son Jesus. Judge Hires said, men established churches, Christ established the church. We can't talk about Jesus without talking about the church. We can't talk about the church without talking about Jesus. Jesus proved his love for the church in many ways. And one of those ways was by speaking about the church. The church is the bride of Christ. You, you men, many times you prove your love for your wife by speaking about her, don't you? In Matthew chapter 4, his first sermon was about the church. In John chapter 3, his first home Bible study, Jesus spoke about the church. In Mark chapter 14, his last supper, Jesus spoke about the church. In Acts chapter 1 verse 3, Jesus appeared for days talking about the church. The kingdom of God. Those in the church are important to God. Don't be ashamed, brethren. Don't be ashamed of the truth. I heard that over and over and over this past week. Don't be ashamed of the truth. We should plan for growth, the growth of the church, and be able to defend her when necessary. Don't join. Don't join. Be added to and work for the church's growth. The church is one foundation, is Jesus Christ our Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word from heaven. He came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. Elect from every nation, yet one. Their cry goes up how long.
night of weeping shall be the morn of song. Mid toll and tribulation and tumult of her warm, she waits the consummation of peace forevermore till with the vision glorious her longing eyes are blessed and the great church victorious shall be the church at rest. I don't want you to join any church. If the word of God authorized it, I would, but the Bible doesn't. Search it from cover to cover and join the church or to be voted in, well, it's just not there. It doesn't exist. Some may say, well, that sounds terrible. What's he mean? Don't join a church. Well, what is the church? When I was a boy, Oreos in the church were black and white. But the world today is more confusing. Oreos come in all kinds of different colors now. And just because the name Church of Christ is on the building doesn't mean that they worship according to God's pattern. When I was a boy, it was much simpler. But the church, the true church, hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. It's still just as black and white as it's always been. Is the church the meeting house? Is it the building at the corner of such and such streets? There are not enough men, money, nor material to build the church of God. Man can't do it. The church is made up of men and women who have been born again, who have passed from the, from the darkness into the light. John Chapter 3, Jesus is having a conversation with Nicodemus. Jesus answered him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We who have been born of water and the Spirit, we recognize who the head of the church is. Jesus Christ, who, Colossians chapter 1 verse 8, is the head of the body, the church. That's about as black and white as it gets. You don't get any more plainer than that. 
After the song, we'll have our opening prayer. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness fails his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath is covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone. Faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I'll stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning humbly, Father, and we praise and worship your high and holy name. Father, we love you and we thank you for loving us and we recognize you this morning as our one and only true God and the creator of all we know and see. Father, we just thank you so much that we're your children. We're thankful that we were taught the word and accepted it and became Christians and we live that Christian life. And Father, what a wonderful life it is and we just thank you for that. We thank you, Father, that we're here to worship you this morning and praise you and sing songs to you and to come to you in prayer and hear a message from thy word brought to us. Father, we're just so blessed in so many ways to be here this morning. Father, we pray this morning for the church, not only here, Father, but around the world, wherever it meets this morning, the ones that are striving to follow your word and do your will. We just pray, Father, that you... Strengthen us in all that we do and that your word will continue to grow and thrive wherever it's being taught. Father, you bless us so much here at Fountainhead and we just thank you for that. We thank you for our elders and our deacons and our teachers and preachers and for the many wonderful families we have here and the children we have. We just pray, Father, that we always try to do your will and that we'll continue to go and to grow in the ways that you'd have us to to. Father, we pray this morning for the ones that are lost, the ones maybe that have fallen away from you or that have never been taught your word. 
Father, we pray that their hearts will be softened and their minds will be opened and they can see the things that they need to do to, to straighten their lives out and become Christians and to come back to you, Father, before it's everlasting too late. Father, we pray for us as Christians this morning in our daily lives that, Father, that possibly you could help us in our lives to increase our faith, Father, to increase our knowledge of your word and help us to know the things that we should do and how we should act as Christians, Father. And we just pray as we're faced with trials and temptations as we are daily, Father, that we look to you for strength. And we'll just step back and take a moment and think about what you'd have us to do and that we'll be strong enough, Father, to do it. Father, we pray as we continue this worship service this morning that our hearts and minds will be solely focused on you and, Father, that you'll see the love that we have for you. We pray that we do all these things in a manner pleasing unto you. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Some who count such things have come up with information that the word church is found 110 times in the New Testament. The word church is used in, in two, way, two ways. Uh, Brother Mark just mentioned that, mentioned that in his prayer. The universal or the everywhere sense of the church. And then the local church sense. In the New Testament, church is used 18 times in the, in the universal sense or the, or the everywhere sense. Mark prayed for the church everywhere. The Lord said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, I will build my church. And this includes all those who have obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul wrote of the church everywhere when he, when he wrote in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 27. He says, for, for husbands are to love their wives as Christ also loved the church. Christ loves his, his glorious church. Everywhere. New Testament uses the word church 92 times in the, in the local sense. Paul's letters were written to the church in Rome. They were written to the church in Corinth. They were written to the church in Thessalonica. They were written to the church at Pergamos. The church in these places were different only in, in people who attended and, and location. That was their only difference. And the sins that they were involved with. Maybe they shared that too. Which denomination did the church at Pergamos belong to? Which denomination did the church at Corinth or the, or the church at Thessalonica, what, what, what denomination did they belong to? Well, no. Denominations... The nominations are not found in the Bible. There's only one church. And one must be in the church 
of God, the body of Christ, the church of the firstborn, the church of Christ. Only in Thee, O Savior mine, dwelleth my soul in peace divine. Peace that the world, though all combine, never can take from me. Pleasures of earth so sweet fell at the last my longings to meet only in thee my bliss is complete only dear Lord in thee only in thee a radiance bright Shines like a beacon in the night, guarding my pilgrim bark aright over life's trackless sea. Only in thee, when troubles molest. When with temptation I am oppressed, there is a sweet pavilion of rest. Only, dear Lord, in Thee, only in Thee, when days are drear, when neither sun nor stars appear, still I can trust and feel no fear. Sing when I cannot see. Only in Thee, whatever betide, all of my need is freely supplied. There is no hope nor helper beside. Only, dear Lord, in Thee, only in Thee, dear Savior slain, thy life my own to gain trusting I'm cleansed from every stain thou art my own only in thee my heart will delight Till in that land where cometh no night, faith will be lost in heavenly sight. 
everyone just went to the Bible. Everyone just went to the Scriptures for their answers about the church. Not one person would have to give up or sacrifice a single principle or matter of faith to do so. You wouldn't have to give up or sacrifice anything if you would just go to the Bible. Now, if you go to something else, if you add something to the Bible... Well, then maybe you'll have to give something up. If we just went with the Bible, if we, if we just stayed with the Scriptures, we would plant ourselves, if, if we just planted ourselves in God's book alone, Emily Catherine, turn around. Emily Catherine, go to your mother. There are rules that need to be followed. There are ways that we need to act. In the church and out in the world that we live in. I'm chasing a rabbit right now if you don't know that. And the way that we act and we worship and the name that we have on the building out there all come and stem from the scriptures. If they don't come from the scriptures, then we ought not do them. And we ought not be a part of them. And we ought not wear some other name besides the name of Christ. There's ways we got to act, folks. And God determines that. Just like in my family, I determine how my child acts in worship. You determine how your child acts in worship. God determines how we act and how we're supposed to live. Not you. Now I'm going to adopt something from John Shannon, an old black preacher that preached at the, at the meeting I went to. He said, now, church, I'm going to have to smile at y'all because y'all going to think I'm mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I love you. I'm not mad at Emily. I love her. I want her to do right. God wants you to do right. He didn't give us these, these commands for, to make our lives miserable. He gave them to bless us. If we would be members only of the church which Christ died for, God's Word would be the creed. We would talk about God's church. Not my church. We talk about God's church. You know, the kids used to say, we're going to go to Gammy's church today. No, you're going to go to... Then they learned. They learned to say, no, we're going to go to Jesus' church where Gammy goes. It's not my church. It's not Gammy's church. It's Christ's church. It's the church of Jesus. It's the church of God is the church of Christ. Don't you see? It's that simple. It's that easy. 
the church is not ours because we didn't die for it. We didn't die for the church. Christ did. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty, teach me faith and duty. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Christ the blessed one gives to all wonderful words of life. Sinnerless to the loving call, wonderful words of life. Also freely given, wooing us to heaven. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Sweetly echo the gospel call, wonderful words of life. Offer pardon and peace to all, wonderful words of life. Jesus, only Savior, sanctify forever. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Judge Hires in his lesson at polishing the pulpit on why I'm a member of the Church of Christ said he wants to be in the church because the church contains the saved. Let me let you that let that sink in just a minute. He wants to be in the church because the church contains the saved. House of God, Church of Christ, Church of God, Body of Christ. These are descriptions above criticism from anyone because they're found in God's holy word. These are descriptions of God's church. Phil Sanders said this past week that just like butterflies, they're not made of butter or flies. Some who call themselves the church of Christ have nothing to do with the with the church of Christ. Many congregations, ashamed of the name, have dropped the name Church of Christ from their building. But these have forgotten some very very basic and fundamental things about the church. Sing with me. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died on Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. 
part and there was multiplied to me there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary by God's word at last my sin I learned then I trembled at the law I'd spurned Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Oh, the love that grew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. The words Church of Christ are a description of whom we serve. The scriptures do not give any one title to the church, but no one should doubt that it belongs to Jesus. Jesus is the builder. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus purchased the church with His blood. Acts chapter 20, verse 8. Jesus is the one and only foundation of the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. Jesus is the head of the church. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. Jesus is the Savior of the body. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. When Jesus spoke of the church, He called it my church. As we've said, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And when Paul described the church, it's Romans chapter 16, verse 16. The churches of Christ. Right. It must be further pointed out that we as Christians do whatever we do in His name. In His name, it's His name that's to be magnified. Acts chapter 19 verse 17, the name of Jesus is above every name. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21, the apostles taught in His name. Acts chapter 5 and verse 11, Philip preached in His name. Acts chapter 8 and verse 12, Paul took His name to the Gentiles. Acts chapter 9 verse 15, we believe in His name. John chapter 1 verse 12, and have life in His name. John chapter 20 verse 31, repentance and remission of sins is preached in His name. Luke chapter 24 verse 47, we are baptized and when 
when we are baptized, we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. We call upon the Lord's name in baptism. Acts chapter 22 verse 16. His name washes, sanctifies, and justifies us. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 11. Peter reminds us that there is salvation in no other name under heaven which has been given among men by which we must be saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 10. Whatever we do... Whatever we do in word or deed is done in the name of Jesus. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17, we pray in His name. John chapter 14 verses 13 and 14, saints call on His name. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2, in the name of Jesus we turn the wicked over to Satan. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 4 through 5, we gather in His name. Matthew chapter 18 verse 20, we suffer for His name. 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 14 through 16, we even give a cup of cold water in His name. Mark chapter 9, verse 41. To the name of Christ, we offer sacrifice and praise. The fruit of the lips, Hebrews 13, verse 15. His name is more precious than angels. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4. It's a fair name. James chapter 2, verse 7. We must hold fast to that name. Revelation chapter 2, verse 13. Fear it. Revelation chapter 11, verse 18. And never deny it. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. With all of the emphasis on the name of Jesus Christ, it's amazing that some would abandon it. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then wherever you go. Precious name, oh how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven, precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven, there is a name I love to hear, I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. It tells me of a Savior's love who died to set me free. It tells me of his precious blood, the sinner's perfect plea. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. Should the church wear the name of Christ? Yes, most certainly. Should the church denominate that name? 
Oh, no. Not at all. The name Church of Christ should always reflect whose we are and whom we serve. But many are ashamed of this type of teaching. It's too hard. It's too hard. Too exclusive. Let's not step on toes. Now I better smile before y'all think I'm mad at you. Don't talk about the elephant in the room. Don't talk about the elephant in the room. Let's just have generic sermons. We wouldn't want to run folks off, would we? But if you think you can have the church without the hard truth, you're dreaming. You're dreaming. As the ad says, look at the ad. The dream church comes ready to use biblical instructions are not necessary to build it. People don't just put denominational names anymore. Some of them, you know, some of, some, some of the newer uh, places popping up sound more like a, a restaurant or a clothing store. The Gathering, Deep Creek, Strong Tower, The Bridge, The Whale. Have you heard of that one, The Whale? I warned you what I'd speak about last Sunday. In last Sunday's bulletin, which I re-ran today. You've got a bulletin, this is in your bulletin. Look at the charges made against the church. Look at the charges. You people draw a circle around you and exclude all who don't agree with you. Y'all are clannish. Y'all think y'all are the only ones that are right. Y'all think y'all are the only ones going to heaven. Who drew the circle? Who drew the circle? Was it us? Was it the, was it the world? Was it the denominations? Did they draw the circle? Well, let's look. It says in 2 John chapter 9, verse 11, whoever, that's anybody, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deed. Who drew the, who drew the circle? It wasn't me. It wasn't the church of Christ. It was God who drew the circle. The teachings or the doctrines of Christ about, about fellowship or work or speech or music or baptism. The one way they draw the circle around the one church, it's Christ's church. It's the church of Christ. God drew the circle. And we learn about that circle from His Word. That's the only authority I've got. That's the only thing I can preach to you. If I preach to you anything else, if I tell you anything different than what God's Word tells us, well, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm going to hell. 
It's that serious. That's how serious I take it. Jesus said that some would be afraid of his teaching. Mark chapter 8, verse 38, If you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. B.J. Clark said, We are so wrapped up in things that don't matter. Do you remember when we used to play church? Do you remember that? Do you remember, you know, a saltine cracker, a saltine cracker, I still break off the corners of the saltine cracker before I eat it first. Even if I'm putting peanut butter on it, I'll eat the corners off first. If I'm, if I'm putting a piece of bologna on a cracker, I'll eat the corners off first. It's just what we did. You remember that. You remember getting the grape juice and, and the crackers and you'd play church. Church, we're not playing anymore. We're not playing anymore. Let me smile. I'm not mad at you. I was trying to impress upon you. We're not playing anymore. This is real. This is real stuff. Jesus didn't compromise on things that that matter. Jesus taught about hard things. John chapter 6, verse 61, disciples, they grumbled. They grumbled, this is too hard, they said. Jesus said, does this offend you? The, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And that's why it's so important not to be ashamed of the teachings because they're the source of life, the promised eternal life. That's why it's so important not to be ashamed of them. Phil Sanders said, perhaps the greatest failure of our time is the deafening silence from people afraid of the hated of the world. Let me ask you, would Portland care if Fountainhead Church of Christ closed their doors? Do you think the Portland city would care? you think the Portland area would care if we closed our doors? Would it make any difference? We are going to be talking a lot about developing a Christ-like character and a Christ-like culture in the near future. And this starts with our elders. It affects how we teach. It affects how we pray. How we demonstrate the life of Christ in our lives. And we create more trust in the, in the community. You, you must answer questions like, who do you belong to? You've got to answer this question. Whom do you serve? To answer these questions requires the confrontation of a tough person. You. You've got to to face up to you to answer these questions. Yet, we must act as this song recommends. Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail, 
When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior, standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. I'm not ashamed of the name, are you? I'm not ashamed of what Jesus taught. Have you been? Are you afraid? To stand on the promises of God? Well, you've been hired to say that, Chad Loveless. You've been hired to say that. Folks, I love the lost. I want souls to be saved. That's my motive for preaching. And as long as my motive for preaching is for souls to be saved and the lost to go to heaven, as long as that's my motive, I'll never be a hireling. God has revealed His will in words. And I'm to preach those words in season and out of season. When people want to hear them and people don't want to hear them. And I know I have the elders' approval today. They stand beside me. And they trust in God's word. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey not a burden we bear not a sorrow we share but our toil he doth richly repay not a grief nor a loss not a frown nor a cross but is blessed if we trust and obey trust and obey 
For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Timothy, if you will, would you put, uh, put it on the slide with the red die? Thank you. We're not trying to be a denomination here at Fountainhead. What we're trying to do is reach way back to Jerusalem. That day on Pentecost, where the Lord added those to the church such that should be saved. Acts chapter 2 verse 47. We have lived to see men and women turn aside to fables. And you have to make a decision this morning. You have to make a decision to stand with us in the church of Christ side by side, shoulder to shoulder or turn from the faith, turn from the truth to a lie. Make the decision to follow Jesus, to be a part of His church, the church of God, the church of the firstborn, the church of Christ. Make a decision. Come forward and be baptized into Christ if you have not, or rededicate your life today. Make a decision right now as together we stand and sing. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? No turning back, no turning back. Be seated, please. The men will come forward who are to serve the Lord's Supper. We'll serve the Lord's Supper after this song. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. 
Remember, we want to be a part of the most inclusive, tolerant, loving, accepting organization ever conceived. It wasn't thought up by me. It wasn't thought up by any man that I know of. It was thought up by God. It's His church. It's His Son. It's, it's, it's the church of Jesus Christ. Throw out the lifeline across the dark wave. There is a brother whom someone should save. Somebody's brother, oh, who then will dare to throw out the lifeline, his peril to share. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline. Someone is drifting away. Hey, throw out the lifeline throw out the lifeline someone is sinking today 